Hello everyone and welcome back. It's Deborah Hilaire here today and it's the 21st of April. Can you imagine? We have been in lockdown for almost five weeks. I think we've just hit the five week marker on Monday being yesterday. And I just wanted to share with you some of my observations over the last few days as in when I've gone out to get a bit of shopping or a bit of fresh air. It's been very interesting to see how much people are not taking heed of lockdown. I was flabbergasted when I went out. I cannot believe how many people are still on the road as normal. And I'm thinking, are all these people essential workers? Are all these people having to go out and get essentials? Are all these people ignoring the rules? Do they even care? Do they even believe that there is a coronavirus out there? Is there really a virus out there? We don't even know. What was interesting is yesterday I went into the supermarket with my daughter just to pick up a few bits for home. And as we were going along the the shop, I picked up a couple of bits and suddenly decided I didn't want them again. And I put them back on the shelf. And then I thought, oh dear, Corona. And I thought, well, guess what? I'm not going to buy something that I don't want because they've also stated clearly only buy what you want, what you need. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting was that I was trying to get an avocado pear, but I wanted one that was ripe enough to eat today as in yesterday. So it needed to be ready and I had to fill them. And this is when I thought, wow, we don't really think about things like this when we go into the supermarkets in terms of handling stuff. And especially at a time like this, because obviously it had to have been handled to go on the shelf. It had to be handled by the people that picked it. And this is all during Corona time, just so that you know. It's then handled by people like myself that go in the supermarket and have a feel and think, oh, no, that's not ready. I don't want that one. And then I thought about the fact that, you know, how many of us have actually gone in the supermarket, picked up something, put it back, um, and especially things like fruit and veg, you know, as an example, avocado pears. They're not in packages. These were actually hard, you know, just raw, no packaging. And I thought about how many people have handled them. Then I went over and I picked up some bananas and the same thought crossed my mind. And then I thought, you know, <clears throat> this thing could actually turn people paranoid into you know being really really over the top as in overprotective oversensitive over oh my god I've touched it who's touched it before me you know (coughs) this is a classic and I can't believe I just coughed um when we came out of the supermarket um I saw a bus and I thought oh let's jump on the bus now I don't ever jump on the bus But because the bus pulled up and all rides on the London buses are free at the moment, there was an opportunity for me to um, get get home a little bit quicker. So I jumped on the bus. It was only one stop down, but I did have two heavy shopping bags in my hand. So I was just trying to save the the, um, journey. Jumped on the bus and as I sat on the bus, I said, oh my God, Corona, let's get off. I actually said to my daughter, let's get off. And we literally got off the bus at the next stop. 
because suddenly I thought, do I want to be on the bus? Because I don't know who was on the bus before me. I don't know who's coughed on the bus. I don't know who's got corona on the bus. Could the bus conductor have corona? Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Suddenly my mind started racing, but suddenly... I became paranoid. I didn't want to be in a confined space like a bus because I felt, God, there's no air. And you really don't know who was sitting there before you who has coughed or spluttered or touched something. So, you know, this thing is starting to become a bit of a problem. And you've got to really think about your environment and where you're going because I strongly believe that a lot of people have contracted this virus from going to the supermarkets and my reason for saying this is because I think it was the first weekend or before when we first heard about it which was early March um, and they decided that well this was actually before lockdown but I remembered going to the supermarket one day it was on a weekend and I'd actually gone in there to pick up some nappies for someone because I knew they had nappies in there And I looked around in the supermarket and I just heard spirit say to me, get out of here now. This in here is full of coronavirus. And at the same time, I heard spirit say that loud and clear. My daughter said to me, mommy, mommy, I don't I don't feel good in here. I want to go. I want to go. My daughter has never said that to me before in a supermarket in fact she loves going shopping she loves picking up her goodies in fact it was just the timing of it it was almost as if as soon as I heard it she said I wanted to go and we looked at the line and I said well guess what one thing I don't do lines I cannot do lines I hate lining up I have to tell you that and if there's a long queue I'm walking away Unless it's moving quickly, like Speedy Gonzano, keep walking, moving, we're in the door. Mm -mm. Patience is not in my book. I'm still yet to learn that gift, that treasure, but hopefully soon it will be there. But in the meanwhile, I heard her loud and clearly and I said, come on, let's go. And I thought, my God, look at that. I wonder how many people are going to get corona from that crowd there, you know, because there was literally hundreds probably more than a thousand people in the supermarket and I have to say one of the things that I think they have done was sort of cutting the numbers of people going in at any one time I think that was so important because for people that are claustrophobic and have fear of being in public places or in large crowds that was like being at a football match I could not believe it and the people oh my god I have to talk about the animalistic behavior I have seen so much terrible terrible behavior that I have never ever experienced in my life imagine people fighting over toilet paper flour rice cursing each other people have up their prices I really cannot believe that this is what 2020 has brought to our world We have seen people, I'm sure they've even surprised themselves in the way that they have dealt with this whole thing. But I'm here today to tell you that we really do not have anything to worry about. Because you see, what I recognised, and this is something that came to me during meditation, that I am even guilty of this myself. But you see, when we have lack or we think that we, we don't have 
and we start hoarding and we start being greedy and we start thinking we we need to have more than we need at any one given time that is um that is like um, a trait of lack. It's this, almost as if your mindset has been conditioned that, oh, I better get as much as I can now because I, I won't be able to get it in the future. That is not a positive way of thinking. And I really had to think about it because I thought, you know, maybe this is where a lot of people are going wrong in their lives because they're thinking that, oh, I need to get as much as I can today because I might not be able to get it into like tomorrow or next week. Did you hear that thought? It's negative. When you put these thoughts out into the universe, they will manifest. Now, what I want to talk about today is the way that our minds work and how it's been trained. And a lot of the training that we've had has come from our childhood experiences. And, you know, we have to recognize that we... We started this journey as blank tapes, as blank records, and everything, every piece of information has actually been fed to us by someone, whether it was your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, the people around you, whether it was friends, school teachers, friends at school, work colleagues, you know, somebody has put an impression on your mind, into your mindset. And then you made a decision whether you were going to take that impression into your life and work with it. And sadly, a lot of us have been misinformed. And this really does go back to the last card, interestingly, because sometimes you're thinking that we know things and we think we're right because that's what we were taught. But that doesn't necessarily make it right because there's a lot of people giving wrong information out there. So this is, again, where I always say, do your own research don't take my word for it. Who am I? I'm just here as your spiritual teacher to just throw some gems at you. I'm here to say, guess what? Every gift, every treasure that you need to get through your life is within you. It's buried in the seat of your soul. I need you all to understand what I am saying all of us carry the seat of our soul and it is in the seat of our soul where all is revealed. The answers to everything that we need to know. Remember this, when we came to this life, we came fully prepared. You had everything intact. You were ready. We are prepared from the inside out out our life starts from the inside out you just think about a plant a seed a flower whatever anything that has life into it it starts from a seed and it starts that seed is on the inside and it's going to be nurtured and then it will grow and then it will spring off our bodies we might as well look at ourselves like the plant the flower or the trees whatever one you want to be but we have life in us and we started from that little seed. But the way we are right now, as in our DNAs and, you know, our makeup, is all from the experiences that we have encountered throughout our life journey and how we have chosen to accept whatever it is, conditioning, mind control. It's how we chose to take this on board and digest it. The point I'm making is that we all have choices in terms of how we receive information and how we 
you know, use it in our everyday life. As an example, there are some people that may have grown up with their parents being quite negative and saying, you're so stupid, you're an idiot, you ain't got no sense what you lick your head or things like that, you know, and those children have grown up to believe that they're stupid because this was constantly fed to them. There were parents that would have said to their children that you're too bad or, you know, you're a troublemaker or you get on my nerves or, you know, you make me sick or whatever. Those children have all grown up with these these conversations repeated in their heads. And then you've got to have those parents that have said, I'm just using this as examples, so please, you know, don't persecute me. There are got to be those parents that have said, you know, go for it, you can do it. Anything you want to do, the world is your oyster. Go out there and go for it, son. Go for it, my girl. You know, whatever it is, you can achieve greatness. I think it's a wonderful idea. In fact, I'm going to give you my blessings and my supports. And then you're going to have those that will say, ha, 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 she'll never do that or he can't do that. You know, I was that person many years ago because I remember when I told my family that I was going to start a business... (coughs) Many, many years ago, I remember them laughing at me because they didn't think I would actually do it. And I think they were quite surprised that I actually did do it, especially when they saw that it ended up going around the world as an international casting agency. Because the agency, even today, some 30 years later, is still known around the world and yes, I'm the one that started that. It was a it was a seed. It started as a seed, a dream. And this is no word of lie. I had a dream, just like I know many of you have dreams, but I had a dream. My dream was to get black people on TV, on the cover of magazines and in advertising and, you know, just on front page, more recognised, you know, in books and things like that. Because growing up as a child, I didn't see black people up front because, again, going back to this programming and brainwashing, they only wanted to put white people on the TV and black people weren't really shown. I remember as a child seeing when I did see black people on the TV Here in the UK, they were shown as the black and white minstrels. And I'm not even so sure if they were black at the time because I realised as I got older, they were actually painting their faces black and they were putting wigs on. I mean, I remember seeing what they called, they're known as gollywogs, which is what they would call us back then. But these are the sort of black images that would be put on the TV because this is the images that they wanted us to see. I also remember seeing images on the TV of Africa or African people where they were shown to be living in poverty-struck conditions. Very poor, you know, with malaria and all sorts of things with you know huge stomachs with lots of flies flying around them so straight away it made me think oh I don't want to go there I was not drawn to go to Africa because it you thought the people there were poor and they had very little and their lifestyle was not what I was accustomed to so let me fast forward as an adult, we get older, we get the opportunity to go to Africa and people start exploring the world and sharing their stories with you. Suddenly, you realise that Africa isn't that poor country, not in the way that it's been perceived, and we were being fed a lie. So what I want you to recognise today, a lot of the teachings that you have had in your life have been a lie. 
I'm so sorry, even down to the Bible. Now, a lot of you are going to get very upset when I say this, especially if you are Christians or Catholics, but it's very important that you understand that I am not talking from a religious perspective. I am coming from a spiritual perspective. And the reason for that is because I strongly believe and I also know that religion is the cause of world wars. The reason why we are in this state of disrepair right now and a state of emergency, it's because of religion and it's because of greed of mankind. We need to recognize that the people that we have in charge of our world right now as world leaders, they are not there for you. You the people, we are the people We are the ones that matter. They are there to represent us, the people. I've taken away religion because as far as I am concerned, we are all one people. We breathe the same air. We're walking on the same earth. We all have the same organs. The only thing that makes us different is our DNA and the color of our skin. You peel away that one layer, it will not make a difference. Let me tell you something that has just come to me. There's been a lot of deaths in the black community. And why do you think that is? Black people have melanin in their DNA. Melanin, do you understand me? That is priceless. They cannot make melanin because it is priceless. It is in your bloodline. We talk about DNA. That is something that cannot be changed. Now, we as people of color must recognize this. Our journey, we are history. The first man on planet Earth known in history was a black man who was found in Ethiopia, the first human being. So just know how long we have been walking on planet Earth. We have not just come here. We must remember evolution and that we are all evolving. Every single day we are growing. And when we die and we transition from this body, we'll evolve again to another level. Because remember, we are on a journey. And because we are all spiritual beings, we are on a spiritual journey having a human experience and that is what this is a human experience we must recognize that before we came here we chose to come into this body which means that you chose to be whatever ethnicity you are today you knew the struggles you knew the journey and you chose it because your soul needed to learn the lessons your soul needed to know what it was like to be whether it's a black man or a black woman or a mixed race child or an Asian woman your soul needed to know what it was like to be in a mixed relationship because there are lessons to be learned and it is by these lessons these experiences that we grow and we develop and we learn to go on to the next phase of our spiritual journey because remember we are all on a spiritual journey I want to go back to where I spoke about where we are all the same because we are all breathing the same air walking on mother earth yeah but listen to this we are all supposed to be um, having the same air or breathing the same air but we're not are we 
because there's a lot of people out there right now that's struggling. They're struggling to survive. They're struggling to breathe. Why are there so many people struggling to breathe? Do you know that they're having to pay for oxygen, which is air? Do you know that they've got so many oxygen tanks in the hospitals right now that are coming in at a cost? This is the air that God gave us. It was there. We were all breathing this air. Why is it that all of a sudden so many people are struggling to breathe oxygen? This is something to do with one's environment. Now, let me just tell you something. There's a thing called fear. F-E-A-R. Fear. You can put fear into somebody and it could change their lives forever. Now, this is what I believe is actually going on with a lot of these people that are dying from COVID because I know a lot of people that have had it that have not died and they've survived and some have even had it again and they're still here today. So I'm saying there's something not right about this whole thing. And, you know, yesterday it came to me in spirit so you need to know that I am talking from spirit to you right now. So when you hear me say that, it's all coming from spirit. But yesterday, I heard loud and clear. Oh, they've nearly hit their target now. So it's going to start dying down because they did say they wanted around 20,000 people to die. In fact, they said at least 20,000 people will die from this COVID. I think the figures were at fourteen to 15,000 yesterday being the 20th of April, 420. Mm, interesting. We'll come back to that. But the 20th of April, it was on, you know, close to 15,000 people here in the UK worldwide. I think the figures were touching 165,000. This is people that have died around the world from coronavirus. Here in the UK, like I said, 15,000 so I said hmm very interesting again the conversations coming to me through spirit so it's important you might remember when I spoke to you earlier and I spoke about being alone we are never alone even when we think we're alone we're not because your inner voice your inner spirit your soul has never left you and it will communicate and it will give you divine guidance but you've got to be in tune to receive the message so here's the deal Mm, then they haven't quite hit the 20,000 marker yet, but they're there soon. So that means this thing's going to die down in another couple of weeks because they will be there then. But this is my thing. <clears throat> How many of these people really died of coronavirus? How many of these people really died from being misdiagnosed and being mistreated, as in they were not being given the correct treatment? Now, Something that really, really concerns me is that I found out that a number of people that have been taken into the hospital were given morphine. For most of you that don't know morphine, it's meant to be a painkiller. I, I, I haven't heard people saying they're in pain per se. I've heard them saying they're coughing or they're hot or they feel uncomfortable, but I've not heard about the pain side of it. So let's move on. When we take morphine, what does morphine do? It makes one drowsy. So one gets lethargic and sleepy and you're not fully conscious aware of what is going on. 
But let me just say this, because I know there's a lot of people that don't know this. Did you know that a pup, maybe three, four years ago, the NHS here in the UK changed their morphine? In fact, the NHS here in the UK has two types of morphine. They have the old morphine, which was the original morphine, but they have now what they call a synthetic morphine, which is a man-made morphine. And this is what they have been given to the patients and a lot of the coronavirus patients. But what you don't know is this. Not only is it man-made, one of the major, major side effects of this synthetic morphine, which they would never tell you, by the way, because, you know, we're talking about the placebo effect. They tell people, oh, we're going to give you a little pain relief or whatever. But this pain relief is synthetic morphine. One of the main side effects of synthetic morphine is respiratory problems, breathing problems. Now, normally when someone starts having a respiratory problem, it means that they are having a side effect from the morphine. The next thing for them to do after that point is to comatize them. They will then put them into what is known as an induced coma. Okay? When they're in the induced coma, they will then put them on life support, as in oxygen. Okay? So for those of you that don't know, now you know. And you'll probably think, well, how do you know that, Deborah? Apart from the fact I've received the information from Spirit... I know this for a fact, our God is a mighty, mighty God and he is so amazing in the way that he works and he always gives you a witness and if I tell you that I have been at the bedside of three different people over the last few years and witnessed this with my own eyes and I have found out that they had, this is how I first found out about synthetic morphine in fact because I didn't even know about it. I ha- to do my own research (coughs) sorry I had to do my own research and go and find out about this synthetic morphine because I'd never heard of it someone very close to my heart was diagnosed or treated with synthetic morphine a few years ago and she's no longer with us I have three other family members have actually been treated in very similar ways and they're no longer with us so my thing is this at the time when it was happening I knew something was wrong I just didn't know what and it's almost as if I knew it was the end I wasn't happy about it because again spiritually I was told it was not right the right thing to do but you know who am I I'm not a medical profession so if I came to you and says don't do it please don't do it I've got a really bad feeling it's not the right thing to do and you choose to listen to the medical professionals above me. What can I say? Because, you know, they have more wisdom than us, don't they? You know, it, you know, if your brother or your sister came and said to you, don't do it, and the doctor said to do it, you know, I had this classic example again with my mother. My mother had cancer and they wanted to treat my mother with this chemo. And I remember saying to my mum, please don't do it. Especially the last time around, I had a bad feeling about it. I begged her not to do it. I said, let's find another way. She said, oh, there is no other way. I said, nope, we can find another way because that's me. We can find another way. But mother didn't listen to me. She chose to put, you know, listen to the doctors. She said she discussed it with other family members. My sisters, they told her, 
to go ahead, I decided I didn't want her to do it. But guess what? She listened to the professionals and she went ahead. I never felt good about it. I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. But guess what? She's no longer here. Mother's gone. So we have to ask ourselves, who are we listening to? Are we, not list- are we not meant to listen to our intuition? Sometimes our intuition is there for a reason. And for me, one of the things that I have learned along my spiritual journey, that is when God speaks to my heart and he tells me something, whether I agree with the message or not, I have to pass the message on. So it's just like me sitting here talking to you today. I have to pass the message on because this is the message that I am receiving spiritually. And I think it's important that you get that message. I love you all. I'm going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in. I know sometimes I just waffle on, but that's how they talk to me. And, you know, if you want me to come and give you a little conversation in terms of what the spirit is saying to me about you, I can do a spiritual counsel for you as in a reading. We can talk about looking at different areas in your life where you might want to develop. You can try me out for yourself. I'm doing a special offer at the moment for those of you because I know there's lockdown and people are struggling. So you can get a half an hour booking with me or you can book an hour. If you want an in-depth reading, really, I would highly recommend an hour. But if not, you can try me at a half an hour. And just see how it goes. I've gone some online readings online where I've done general readings to the public, as into you know people that are tuning in and following me. So you can listen to some of those just to see if they resonate with your soul, and more importantly, to see if I resonate with you, um, and if my messages are speaking to you. Because that's how you know when spirit is talking. Because God has a way of putting the right people in the right position at the right time. So if you're receiving this message today and it's speaking to your heart, then know you're in the right place. And if you want to get in touch, direct message me, send me an email, shout me out. And if you've got any concerns or queries or you want to discuss the conversation further, please do get in touch. I love you all and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Deborah Hilaire, a.k.a. the Prophetess Deborah. I'm just talking from the soul today, and we call it Soul Talk, okay? Listening to Soul Talk here with Deborah Hilaire. Bye-bye.